The Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monorail coming to you live on Tuesday, October the 17th, episode 31 of the Passholder Lounge. I am fired up today because I am starting out the show with my tag team partner celebrating the relaunch of our show, the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Joining me in the co-host seat is my friend and yours, Landon, the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome to the big, comfy, cozy lounge. How you doing tonight? Not too bad. Uh, it's a Tuesday evening, and you know what that means. Uh, it's me. It's me. It's the DOZ, though uh, more accurately, uh, my name card says I'm Spirit Halloween's Landon Doan, because uh, we are in the spooky season, and this is uh, the October edition of the Passholder Lounge. So everybody, break out your spooky name uh, and uh, embrace the spooky season. Uh, hi, Natalie, in the chat. Uh, good to see you. Good to see the Dillos, Jeffers, John. Good turnout for the Pass Holder Lounge episode for the month of October. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see everybody here. Happy spooky season. Landon, uh, because your name is Spirit Halloween's Landon Doan, I have to ask the question, does that mean you were an empty husk until October? Uh, some would say I still am an empty husk, and I try and fill it through various uh, things that are slowly killing me, <laughs> much like capitalism. Stop it. You got to so, stop it. Yeah. You got to fill yourself with things <laughs> like uh, lima beans. That's probably better for you. I do like lima beans. That's like one of the three vegetables I actually will eat. Oh, I guess right. Yeah, there you go. Right on uh -huh. Tuesday night. Yep. <laughs> well, tonight, aren't we all empty husk? Yes, Jeffrey. Factually correct. Factually correct. Yes. We all are. <laughs> but we fill our lives with theme parks and Disney and love of Disney animated films. Tonight, Landon and I are going to bring on some friends and we're going to be talking about something that we brought up on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast this week, episode 171, and all your pod catcher feeds if you want to go check it out. Um, we're going to be talking about the Holy Trinity of Walt Disney animated films. According to you, there's no right or wrong answers here. It's all I'll be the judge of that. There could be okay. some right or wrong answers. So. Well, and as I said, I'm going to be handing over the duties here to Landon here in just a second. So uh, if, if he says you're wrong, I mean, he's going to be the boss tonight. So mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, what could possibly all, go wrong? Me in it's charge. All, it's all up to him. Jeffers, oh, are you saying you're full of edamame? Because I don't blame you. It's good stuff. But I think he's saying that, that that might be one of his guesses at uh, one of the other three vegetables that I like. I do like oh. edamame. So. You do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's two of the three. Edamame is good stuff. Mm -hmm. I love some. If you if you take me to a sushi place, they better be bringing out edamame before that sushi comes out. I'm that just is telling fun you. to say. And I shouldn't have to ask for it. Just edamame. load it up. Edamame. <laughs> edamame. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, John, you will not be the judge of the Holy Trinity because in Disney World, the Holy Trinity is whatever Walt decides. So, and Landon, uh, since uh, since Walt's not here, you're stepping in uh, on his behalf. I give wow. you that power as well. Uh, that's some uh, powerful shoes and a uh, powerful cigarette to hold, but I will uh, try and wield it uh, justly. So, but <laughs> we all know me. It's like smash cut 20 minutes. I'm just like borderline blackout drunk and just, you know, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Um, well, Landon, I will say this before I toss you the keys. Uh, you know, I want you to clean the place up once everything's done. Make sure you shut off the, all the lights off. And uh, why don't you get out of here by about 8.15? You know, don't. That's, that's, you know, that's as long as I feel like you need to stay around. But it's just like, 
you're an assistant manager at a Blockbuster video. I expect you to do your due diligence before you leave for the night. All right. That's hey, Blockbuster all video. All right. Perfect. Uh, timely <laughs> reference. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm going to hit the road for the night. Landon, thank you so much for being willing to uh, drive the bus. Um, even better, I hadn't picked my three. So uh, maybe I just don't even have to share it for today. Nope. No, uh, 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 uh. If you're gonna, if if you're if you're gonna throw this on to Captain Poochie, you have to at least give us some of your three. You can give the entire three on this week's upcoming episode of the Monday Morning Monorail, wherever you get your fine podcasts, everywhere. But you got to at least give us some. Well, I mean, I was going to say that on episode one seventy two of the Monday Morning Monorail, I will reveal my three, but I will give you one. I'll give you one, and it's 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 my favorite classic. It's Peter Pan. Okay. Peter Pan is my favorite classic Disney film. And out of all of the ones that I saw as a child in my little clamshell VHS cases, um, that was one that didn't make me have, have a nap in the middle of it. Several of them did. <laughs> Several of them did. But Peter Pan didn't. I always stayed awake for Peter Pan. So okay, that's one. If you want to hear the other two, catch us Monday on the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. And that's called a tease. My buddy right over here, Landon, taught me how to do a tease because that's what you do in the radio business. And now, Landon, it's all yours, buddy. Have a good night. I'll see you all later on. Bye-bye. Oh, this is a bad decision on management's part. Um, uh, hi, everybody. It's me. Um, uh, Landon is apparently hosting the episode, something he found out like 10 minutes before we started. This is going well. But, yeah, Jay's talking about uh, tonight's I guess uh, topic du jour for the Passholder Lounge is your holy trinity for classic Disney animated films. Now, when I say classic Disney animated films, I'm talking specifically on the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Those films. And where this conversation came from, me and the Smokinot girlfriend, we were sitting out on my back patio last Saturday and we were talking Disney as we like to do and she brought up her top three her holy trinity as she dubbed it and her top three consisted of beauty and the beast oh she's gonna kill me if i botch this oh this is great i hope you can feel the flop sweat as i try and scramble um uh, the top one was little mermaid and lion king yes nailed it totally didn't see me sweat there guys but those are her top three with uh the little mermaid being i guess number one in the holy trinity and i brought that conversation that question to jay on the most recent episode of the monday morning monorail and we wanted to bring it to you the lovely listener so uh i guess at this point i should try and figure out what some of these buttons are let's try this one hey oh i did it Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Val. How are we doing tonight, Dr. Val? I am good. I had some technical difficulties, but I got no, it worked out. So I'm that good. Is I'm fine. good. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties are fine. I foresee tons of them on my end. Like, I don't know what <laughs> most of these buttons. Let's see what this one does. Oh, hey, look. Uh, see? There's Jeffers. Uh, Hi, Jeffers. Hi, Jeffers. And it is appropriate. Uh, there are too many to choose from at least. I do think uh, this is going to be a hard exercise for some, but that's why we're asking the question, Jeffers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, much like me and Jay, we're kind of a duo. I kind of feel like you're also part of a duo. Is that uh, is that fair to say? It's fair to say. 33 okay. 
of yeah, Devo, <laughs> I guess. I okay, guess so uh, so w- would uh, would you hate me if I uh, tried and uh, tagged in uh, your lesser half? Oh no, go right ahead. Okay. All right. At this point, we're going to bring on my friend and yours, Lewis. Lewis, just this kind of guy you know, apparently. Lewis, how are we doing tonight? I, I'm I'm doing well, I guess. Apparently, I'm 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 the lesser half here. Hey, but at least that you're was, that me there a little bit. I'm definitely the lesser half. There's no doubt about that. But well, you know, I mean, there you go. I'm sure she was going to deny me part of the duo. <laughs> Yeah, if she denied you part of the duo, y'all might have something to talk about. But if you do have something to talk about, please do it afterwards. I'm just doing the best I can, being thrown into the fire hosting. So, uh, but but thank y'all for joining us tonight. Um, yeah. Do y'all maybe want to talk about one of the movies in your individual holy trinities when it comes to Walt Disney animation? Sure. Do you want, you want me to go first? Sure, sure. Um, I told Lewis, I said, of course, I, I'm like you, Landon. I had about 15 minutes to figure this out. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to really think really hard, really fast. But um, I, the first one that I have is my childhood favorite. So I sort of have like several like generations of favorites. So that's why I thought, oh, three kind of works perfectly. But um, Lady and the Tramp was my mm. favorite childhood Disney movie. So I loved that movie. Watched it a million times and really enjoyed it a lot. That's a good one. And yeah. and I I I like you're identifying that as your childhood favorite. And I'm willing to bet that that's going to be a lot of uh, the way a lot of people kind of frame some of their yeah. picks. That first Disney movie that really mm-hmm. hooked them and spoke to them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I can remember one of my very first trips to the Walt Disney World Parks, I actually got the large, you know, stuffed tramp and then the little stuffed lady and so had them for years and eventually passed them on to my my nephews but loved loved that movie so much growing up that's awesome all right val that's going to be your first one lewis i'm going to ping pong it over to you what what is one of your holy trinities so i have two that are probably don't count one is is a short Mm, okay there was a it was called in the bag and it had these bears and it had the ra- ranger and the ranger tricked the da- bears into cleaning up the forest with a little song. First you did it, but then you did it. And then the bears dance and they figure out he's tricking them. And of course, you know, hilarity. <laughs> you, you got a musical number and a, a favorite. Sure. That's great. Also, how did the song go again? I think you cut out there for a second. That's, that's all I got right there. Oh, dang. <laughs> You can look it up. It's on the internet. It's also <laughs> recorded. We'll be dropping the podcast feed later. So thank you for that. I actually think it is on Disney Plus. I can't exactly remember if it is, but I, that was one of my favorites. Um, and then the one that was that's memorable for the wrong reasons is my family used to go to um, drive-ins and watch the movies, and we went to see um, Robin Hood, and I, I did bad things in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and we did not go to the movies again. Oh, until Star Wars. <laughs> it was it was a mess. What's that was when I learned now? you're supposed to get out of the car before you um. Okay. Like throw up all over the place. Is that basically yeah? <laughs> but my actual favorite, my my third best is I'm going with The Lion King. Okay. It, all right. It was a transformative movie where you you finally saw the kind of computer generated and hand drawn mixture that worked perfectly. Like Beauty and the Beast had it. But it did. It had. You could tell it was computer generated when they got to the the ballroom scene. 
Lion King, I don't think it, it didn't feel like that whatsoever. And it had this really deep story and there's like, there's killing in it. Right. Spoiler alert. Some people <laughs> die. Some, some animals die in this movie very harshly. And I really like that. I like that. I mean, Beauty and the Beast had the same thing, right? But I, I like that where, where, where Mscar kills um, Mufasa. That's like this moment where you're like thinking, this is really a deep movie. This is not just a kid's movie. It's for everybody. I mean, it probably traumatized a lot of kids, but. Oh, most definitely. Yes. There was, there was an entire generation of people my age that had to, and are still in therapy because of what Scar did to Mufasa. And then it pans yeah. over to a uh, Simba with that scream and it pulls out on him. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 1000 most, most definitely. But as you talk about the animation of Lion King, uh, have y'all been able to go see any of the Disney 100s that they've been re-releasing in theaters? Because uh, the Lion King is currently in theaters and the Spoken Dot Girlfriend took her daughter to go see it in theaters uh, not too long ago. And that was one of the things that they both commented on was that animation. It's like, is still so incredible and it pops and holds up even to today. Oh, cool. Now, cause we, I mean, we originally saw them obviously in the, in the theaters mm -hmm. that, you know, that whole generation of movies, you know, was, was when my daughter was growing up. So we, you know, went to the movies to see all of those. Um, but I haven't seen it in the theater in a very long time. So. And well, we watched it on crappy videotapes. Oh, we, yeah. Uh -huh. Cut off. Yep. That was horrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, did did y'all have those Disney clamshell cases? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Those all. were the best. Yep. Uh-huh. 1,000%. 1,000%. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we got Lewis's top three with right. uh, the Lion King, appropriately enough, sitting on top of Pride Rock. Dr. Val, how yeah. about you? Well, my second one is from that generation, and Lewis kind of dissed it a little bit there. It was it was Beauty and the Beast. You know, like I said, my daughter was growing up through that that resurgence of Disney movies when we had, you know, The Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And I loved Belle so much because I was a reader, and I just, you know, I just really loved her character and so we watched beauty and the beast almost every day when my daughter was little because that was her favorite you know nap time movie we'd watch right before she would take her nap and so um so that was my favorite for a very long time until tangled came out and a tangle is my top it it really is. I just, I loved it. I thought it was funny and I thought it was well done and I thought it was a great story and I love the music and the actors in it and the characters. So yeah. So Tangled is my top. It's my very favorite one. Tangled sitting atop the tower for yeah. Dr. Val. It does. I love it. Like, like Tangled is, is one of the more recent Disney animation movies. And it's one of those movies that up until Disney plus had come out, I had never seen. And I was blown away when I saw it. So I could definitely see somebody falling in love with that movie. Like, like oh, great yeah. story, great characters, like you said, and the animation still top notch. Oh yeah. And, and the musical numbers, I mean, oh, yeah. I, you just, you can't, I, I mean, I just, I think all the way around I, it's cause I, I was trying to think when I was thinking of like my favorites, like if I wanted to put one on right now and watch it, which one would it be? I, because I love some of the newer ones. I love um, Big Hero 6 and I mm -hmm. love Moana. So it was hard for me to, to pick my three. But I think if I had to look at like classically what my favorites throughout my life have been that I have watched over and over and over again, I would put Tangled in tonight and watch it in a heartbeat. Like it's just 
It's wow. just that it's just one of my favorites. So. so Tangle really made an impact with you. And uh, yeah. Dr. Val, we have a question from the chat for you. Let me throw that up on screen from a Dillo's Diz. Uh, Dillo's Diz identifying that it is Jen here. Uh, question for Val. I feel like Tangled is one that I would like to see as a Broadway show. What are your thoughts on that? A hundred percent. But I want if, if it's on Broadway, it has to be Mandy Moore and and my brain has just gone blank. I can see him. I can't think of his name right now. Well, it's Flynn Rider. Zachary Levi, right? Zachary yeah, Levi. yeah, the dude that did Chuck. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore doing it if it's on Broadway, which I know age wise, that's probably going to be an issue. But still, it's, their voices are just so perfect and their, their timing and just the way that they portrayed those characters, I think, are just iconic for me. So. Very that would be a fun one to see, like at the Hollywood Bowl. You know how they're doing, like some of those live versions. Oh, that of the, would be cool. That would, I think, that would be a fun one to do there too. Oh, and uh, Dillo's Diz has a, another question slash comment. Uh, though I think this one is for Lewis and uh, the song he threw out there. Uh, can uh, can can he say that again? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Lewis, no, come, come on. on! You got to give the people what they want. One more time, you can do it. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> no, it's um. All I remember is that we singing. First they do the yeah. I don't know the words. I don't know the words of any songs, but. <clears throat> Thank you for that, Lewis. I uh, greatly appreciate uh, you being a good sport on that. That's, uh, that's <laughs> if I'd known, I would look up the lyrics and practice a little. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you have done the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine. Uh, that's that's pretty much uh, the uh, amount of effort we expect here on the Pass Holder Lounge. So uh, so I appreciate you putting in that effort, and uh, you even uh, you're getting uh, praise in the chats. Uh, Dillo's giving you uh, the amazing <laughs> bravo. Uh, John saying, "Well done, Lewis." So uh, you are clearly the, uh, the the favorite of the uh, chat right now. So there you go. Okay. I didn't even think about it till I was searching back to like my earliest Disney memories, and I was watching the Wide World of Color. Wow. No. The wonderful, wonderful world, world of cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't that name. It was something else by the time we watched it. But it was that and Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom were the two things I was pretty much allowed to watch on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh, what was the what was the dude with the animals on the Mutual World of Omaha? Oh gosh, it's not Jack. Jack Sneely? Was it? Yeah, I don't remember his was name. It Jack Hanna. No. Jack Hanna, yeah. yeah what, he, he would be on to the Tonight Show. Now, this is really dating myself, but he would be on the Tonight Show <laughs> with the animals, with Johnny Carson back when I was a kid. I remember that. Man, we were, we were veering off in the weeds. But you would expect nothing less when uh, Captain Poochie at the helm of the uh, Passholder Lounge uh, live show. Um, it was I guess- Marlon Perkins, by the way. That was the oh, original Marlon. guy that okay. we all knew. White-haired guy was... It was awesome. That was a great show. Jack Cannon does a great job too, by the way. Was, I'm not saying anything bad about him. Just that was the that was the guy. Lewis over here throwing shade at Jack Hanna. <laughs> First he's singing, now he's just shade throwing. Yeah. Lewis taking over the show. Um, coming after me soon. I guess I'll throw out one of my three. And uh, and Lewis, you said you were kind of uh, kind of. Uh, gonna gonna break the rules, the format. You're a rebel lister. You list things by your own rules, and I respect that. Um, this entry, according to the very reputable source Wikipedia, is not a Walt Disney Animation Studios. It falls under a different umbrella of the Walt Disney Company, but it is a Walt Disney animated movie, and this is a movie that made a killer, killer impact on young Landon, and that's a Goofy movie. Oh yeah. 
And yeah. it is a it is a movie that is making a renaissance in pop culture with people my age that also grew up on that movie. Um, if you know you had a movie day at school or your teacher was hungover and didn't want to teach, they would just wheel in that TV and VCR and pop that mm -hmm. in, and you would just watch that for the umpteenth time. And like, I have so many good memories of watching that movie. Mostly at school, uh, and and just watching Max and Goofy go across the country. Goofy thinks he's going on this father and son bonding trip with Max, while Max is trying uh, to uh, veer it into go seeing Powerline. Just I and then the soundtrack is just great. And I do love the fact that Disney seems to be somewhat cognizant that people do want more Goofy movie stuff because we now have, uh, or at least we did have the uh, Max. Powerline meet and greet uh, in Hollywood studios, though yes. that seems to be pulled back for now while he's appearing in some of the uh, booty you stuff. But, but I mean, I do like the fact that Disney is at least doing something with that right now. Well, because you've got a whole nother generation because our, our daughter would say the same thing. She loved the goofy movie and she is showing it to her girls. And so our, our 14 year old granddaughter, when we got to Hollywood studios this past May, when she saw Max, she ran to that meet and greet. Oh, that's And awesome. we're not a big meet and greet family. Like, that's not something, you know, we're usually running to attractions. And so when she saw Max, she just went nuts. And I was like, I can't believe she even knows who Max is. But because my daughter loves the movie so much, she's shown it to them. And now it's, their, you know, one of their favorite movies. And so they love it. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Very. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. They also mentioned Max was going to be showing up in Jollywood Nights as well. Really? I had yeah. not seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just announced it the other day. It's exciting. Very cool. Line up for that show, for that yeah. party. Yeah, I am I am very much looking forward to Jollywood Nights. I'm excited to see what that's going to be, and I'm kind of yeah. bummed that I can't experience it because, you know, it's you know the first time they're doing it. But also, it's like, that is a high price point, Disney, even for you. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and well, I guess still talking on a Goofy movie. I love the little spinoff uh, TV show they did, uh, uh, Goof Troop or whatever, on mm -hmm. uh, Disney uh, afternoons. I I'd get home from oh, yeah. school and watch that, and you know, put off homework as long as I could. <laughs> uh, they they just have done over the years so many fun things with Goofy. Some of the shorts and things. Oh I yeah, remember with Goofy like the where he's trying to was it there's there's one where he's trying to put together like a TV or, or VCR or doing something like there's all this little kind of shorts that he did that were so funny. Well, and then like like the classic uh, sports goofies. I mean, those yeah. are those are just like like phenomenal like top notch Disney stuff. It's mm -hmm. like it just just doesn't get much better than that. No. Yeah, I was I'm a big fan of the how to series. That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking uh -huh. of. Yeah. I actually tried to fashion a series of presentations to that to that title, but nobody it didn't bite. <laughs> because I don't think everybody else has that feeling, but I really well, like how to ski, how to play baseball, how to do <laughs> I respect that. As somebody who tries to get over tons of jokes, it's for like me and two other people in my audience. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that, Lewis. Um, another movie that I'll pick in my Holy Trinity, it's another movie that uh, is kind of more towards younger land. And though this is more like, 1920 20, 21-ish year old Landon that really kind of drew me back into that Disney bubble. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of this character in the park. And even I, as a fan of this character, is like, okay, Disney, maybe, maybe pull back a little bit on this. And that's gonna be Lilo and Stitch. Oh yeah. Like, like I was I was very much out 
on Disney when this movie dropped. And then one of my friends just on a whim, like, let me borrow his DVD of this movie because he knew I used to be a big Disney fan. And and I watched it. And then I was just like, whoop, I was right back into that world. Just the, the colors, the soundtrack, the characters, um, the destructive force of nature that was and still is Stitch. Uh, just really clicked with 19, 20, 21 year old Landon at that point. And, and that has always still spoken to me, even though, like I said, I do think Disney might want to uh, rein it back a little bit. You do have other characters that you can very much monetize Disney. You're very good at it, but, but there's other people you can use. Well, I, I miss Stitch though. In they used to use him in so many more things. And I, I remember one of my very favorite was at the not so scary party. They used to have like a ginormous a blown up stitch that sat on top of a building um, that was was like an inflatable, like a huge inflatable. And he was just one of my, it was just one of those things that like you look forward to seeing him when you went in because here's this huge stitch that's there. And of course they don't have it now. You don't ever see it. But I did think that them using stitch in a really cute way in that the little short that they put out yesterday for the Disney 100. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the moment where he's trying to eat the camera. I thought that was just perfect. Yeah, like, I, uh-huh. I love that they added him in there. Yeah. Yeah. Such a, such a great way to, I guess, show the character of stitch and just yeah. what, like a little three, four second yeah. clip. Yeah. With Lilo pulling him away. I just thought that was really cute. Yeah. Her weird looking dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Natalie chiming in, in the uh, chat. Uh, same Natalie, same. The intro to Lilo and Stitch gets me going every time. Just, just such a such a fun, great movie. It's like, like even back before, it's like I fully like threw myself into the deep end of like you know. Now we're, I think, rough estimate, thirty three percent of everything that I own is Disney related. For the longest time, I had a Stitch magnet on my fridge. Like even back when I was a stupid college idiot back at MTSU <laughs> and that is transferred with me from everywhere that I have moved from my time in college to now it is somewhere over there now buried and surrounded by annual pass holder magnets so so <laughs> like like a Lilo and Stitch is something that I've carried with me for a, a long time and then uh, finally my uh, I guess number one sitting atop the Holy Trinity those in the chat start chiming in because I want to see some uh, some of y'all's uh, Holy Trinity as well. We'll be uh, reading off some of those uh, here in a second. It's going to be another movie that speaks to uh, speaks to a young Landon, the youngest Landon that I'm listing. I came of age during the Disney's 1980s slash 90s animation renaissance when Disney reestablished itself as Disney. And that was the time when, you know, Beauty and the Beast, uh, The Lion King, Little Mermaid were all coming out in theaters and they were just these works of art. But the one that sticks out to me is going to be Aladdin. Yeah. I love Aladdin. Um, The characters, the music, the voice work, particularly of the late, great Robin Williams. Like, like you, you talked on the Once Upon a Studio short that they did yesterday. It's like even that little brief clip, hearing yeah. Robin Williams is the genie again. I oh, know. Oh. I know. It's like Disney, you jerks. I mean, I appreciate you doing it, but, <laughs> but, but is it is is a thirty something year old man? I feel like I cry at too much of your products. But oh, I know. And it's genius. He was Robin Williams was a genius anyway. But it, when you watch like some of those recording sessions that they have, you know, for the behind the scenes things for Aladdin, he's just brilliant, and it's just it, you can't help but just love every minute of it. 
I know, and 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 he breathed life into that character, and this was a role that that he truly loved, and he loved to the point that. He and Disney kind of got uh, into disagreements and uh, litigious arguments after the fact because uh, there was a yeah. uh, sequel to Aladdin that they dropped pretty much ahead uh, er, in, uh, I guess, direct competition to uh, the movie he did, Toys. And uh, the agreement that he and Disney had was they weren't going to make a big deal that Robin Williams, uh, you know, this was one of his characters and... Disney pretty much did, uh, went back on what they said about that. And uh, for the longest time, he and Disney did uh, not really see eye to eye on that. But uh, it was, uh, I mean, just that that was a once in a lifetime performance. And and I, I know there's there's a lot of those like, like, what if this character, what if this actor played this character? I cannot imagine anybody else playing the genie. And we kind of yeah. saw that when they did the live action version yeah. a few years ago. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not as negative as some people are on the Will Smith performance. Will Smith did a fine enough job. He made it his own character, but it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, you can, you can make the best hamburger helper in the world, but if you're comparing it to a filet mignon, it's, it's not going to measure up. Yeah. No, it feels like a completely different movie to me. Like when I watch the live remake, I just feel like it it doesn't feel like Aladdin to me, even though so many of the songs are the same, but. I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, Robin Williams is just iconic, and so it's it's hard to it's it's hard to even imagine it any other way. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams, love that man. But uh, that is going to be my uh, holy trinity when it comes to Disney animated movies. Uh, Natalie in the chat chiming in. Uh, Tarzan was the first movie I saw in theaters with my parents. Uh, You'll be in my heart emotionally destroys me to this day not sure it's in the holy trinity worthy but definitely a close contender i get that i get that i had some other movies that were in my also receiving votes category um uh, so i see natalie uh giving giving that some credence uh dr val lewis i'll I'll put y'all on the spot where there's some other movies that uh didn't quite make the cut for y'all i can't believe that lewis didn't mention the incredibles Mm. Two things. One, <laughs> not a Disney movie. Technically, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, it's, it's I'm Pixar, sorry. Yeah. Didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. Two. Well, if one's good enough, there it wasn't a not a Disney movie. <laughs> I, I will say that my top two, one, one is Tangled. Is exactly one you picked, and the other is Winnie the Pooh because Winnie the Pooh is just a spectacular film, and I've actually watched all of the movies until I get to Little Really Kitties. Tarzan, on the other hand, was one that we didn't love. And I think it's because we didn't see it. It wasn't the first movie we saw with our parents. Um, I, did, did, did y'all go see it with Natalie's parents, though? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that would have made the difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I think it's because we had just seen Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Although I, I, and then it was just starting to right, go yeah, down I, a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. It's like Tarzan was where it, like like that and I know I know here recently uh it has this particular movie Hunchback of Notre Dame has okay. found some of its most ardent fans but I when it first came out even me as a little kid it's like uh, this is this this feels different from the other Disney movies that I had just fallen in love with so so maybe maybe that was when uh when you know it started to kind of lose the fastball so to speak when it came to Disney but uh but I mean 
Tarzan, Tarzan's a fine movie, yeah. but maybe not to the heights that Disney had reached on Little Mermaid and Lion King and stuff like that. I think the I think- interesting thing when you think about like Tarzan and you think about um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like you said, uh, when I saw Happily Ever After for the first time, in hearing some of those songs from some of those movies that I had never really considered to be some of my favorites, the soundtrack to that yes. fireworks show is so amazing and uses some of those lesser kind of familiar songs. Like for me, where you'll be in my heart was something that I didn't know super well, but when you hear them in the fireworks shows, it, it changes your perspective and it makes you kind of give those movies a second thought. Like I, I wanted to go back and see them again because I hadn't given them a lot of credit, but the music is just so beautiful. And so Mm -hmm. I think those kinds of things do give us that opportunity to kind of go back and go, oh, wait, I I do remember that movie. And I did like that better than I thought I did. It's a very good point, Uh, particularly on songs like You'll Be In My Heart, though, honestly, as a South Park fan, there is still a part of me that uh, holds a grudge against You'll Be In My Heart because it uh, beat out uh, Blame Canada at the Oscars uh, that year for uh, Best Song. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of blaming Canada, Jeffers weighing in with uh, Robin Hood, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and follows it up with I'm With Jay, probably Peter Pan. He then goes on to say, those were the ones I watched the most, so many of the others were just one and done or just here and there but those are the three i saw a ton as kids and then he follows it up with the great mouse detective with an honorable mention and he spells honorable the canadian way so (laughs) thanks jeffers that's a good one i hadn't thought about the great mouse detective in a long time i loved that one one. Mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah i'll uh, i'll throw out an honorable mention from me uh the emperor's new groove I love the voice actors in that. It's just such a quirky one, and it's so different. And, and, and that's part of the reason that I that I loved it. It did feel like something incredibly different from Disney. And again, much like with a Goofy movie, I have memories attached from me growing up uh, in my adolescence. This time it was on a church uh, choir trip where I think we watched an Emperor's New Groove like five or six times on the bus. Apparently that was the only movie we decided to take from Knoxville when we left and traveled up to Maine and no adult (laughs) thought, you know what we need to do? Get more than one movie. So we watched that thing pretty much beginning to end rewind and start it again. So, but but thankfully I was the one kids like, yeah, this movie's awesome. That's great. I think the thing about animation for me is that I want it to be fun. Like mm-hmm. there's some really great anim- – like Wally is a great movie. But it's not fun. I don't want to watch it again. It's not like I'm entertained by it. I like – it makes you think and there's people scooting around in little scooters. are kind of hurtful at times. But – You relate a little too closely to that one. <laughs> and I also don't want it to be a, a story I've seen a hundred times like Tarzan – as a person of my age, we've seen Tarzan a bunch of times, right? They did Tarzan. Mm-hmm. There was a Tarzan. It feels like there's a Tarzan series. Yeah, Tarzan is one of those movies slash IPs that it seems like every few years uh, Hollywood tries to reboot. I mean, wasn't there like an Alexander Skarsgård live action Tarzan movie that came out? I want to say like within the decade, and it 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 didn't go over well. And and it feels like that and the Lone Ranger. Well, Disney tried to make the Lone Ranger thing again, and and then that didn't go over too well. And and it's like I I I think there's 
credence. And I think it's smart. Both of those things you said, it's like the animation you see, you want it to be fun. And also it's, you want the story you see to be unique and original. And I, I think those are both two good points. Ooh, Emily makes a good point in the chat. Toy Story is an honorable mention be, uh, with me because it's technically Pixar. Let's throw in some Pixar votes because since, you know, it's technically not Walt Disney Animation Studios. Um, uh, Lewis, it seems like you're a big fan of The Incredibles. Would that be your Pixar vote? That was to me like the best spy movie I'd ever seen when I when I got done with that movie. I always make fun of him about it because we went to see it at the theater with our daughter when she was you know young with like a huge group of her friends. Like I mean, there's like a, a big group of us that are there, and the movie is over and and you know everything's quiet in the theater right before everybody gets up to leave, and Lewis just incredible, just very loudly just kind of yells out, that was the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and so all of these, you know, tweens and teenagers are like looking back at him going, what? <laughs> like, I so should have qualified years, it a little bit. It wasn't for years, okay, I give you that. <laughs> for years after that, the kids would make fun of him going, is that the best movie you've ever seen, Mr. Davidson? Like they would pick that's him. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I, that's why I always give him a hard time about the incredible. Oh, yeah, that one, it was fun. It, it, it was it was a comedy and it had some perilous moments and it had a, a decent enough plot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with everything you said. Um, and according to Lewis, it's Citizen Kane one, then Incredibles two. <laughs> what comes well, three, Lewis? You gotta put Lawrence of Arabia in there as well. Okay, sure. That one as well. I mean, yeah, that 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 Lawrence of uh, of of Arabia guy. Have you ever seen the Thin Red Line? That one's pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. <laughs> That's what uh, okay. you get. Um, a okay, Kubrick so, version of a Pixar movie. That. <laughs> Good lord! I could only imagine. God. Or Terrence Malick. That was that's who did Thin Red Line. There is not enough drugs for me to watch that movie. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Val, what what would be your Pixar vote? Oh gosh, I don't know. I have a hard time because I love Pixar movies. I, you know, I just I I appreciate them so much more because I I do like this is where Lewis and I are a little different. I like the ones that make us think. So, you know, like up, even though I cry through like oh, 10 that minutes of that one, God in heaven. you know, oh. it's just, I, I just, I love it so much. And of course, so many of the Toy Story movies, which were just iconic, but like Coco to me, Coco is just one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And the music yeah. is just, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, it's hard. Pixar's hard for me to pick from because there's not many of those that I don't enjoy. I'm not against so. thinking and feeling, but I want <laughs> animation to be fun. I want to be I want to be entertained as well. It's like they used to make these incredible cartoons they would put in front of their movies. And then they started making these like artsy pieces. And you were like, can we just get through this? Can we get to the movie? Oh, I, I like the artsy ones. I, yeah. I enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy the, I like the artistic. I, I just, I, I feel like when they put the thought into it, um, just like when we watched Frozen, like I, I became obsessed for a while with the Frozen 2, like the making of, because I just get fascinated by the artwork and what they put into how they think through the stories and the music and the characters. And I like to see that. So I enjoy it. So yeah, Coco, uh, uh, Aurora's mentioning it, Coco. Coco mm -hmm. I, I, I thought it was one of the most beautiful movies. And the music is amazing. Oh, so. I mean, it had a great plot and a great story yeah. and a great mm -hmm. finish and a great. I did like, like going back to the Disney 100 re-releases they've been doing in theaters. I never saw it in theaters up until here recently with the re-releases. And I was just like, 
mask of tears for most of that yeah. movie is just so so beautiful and then again you talking on, on on the music is just uh so dang good um yeah. but i again going back to what spoke to me as a kid it, it's like i love the incredibles up until they started doing the marvel stuff it's like that was one of the best superhero movies ever made and honestly without the incredibles we don't have the mcu so you have to give the t uh, tip of the mask to the incredibles um but to me it comes down to either toy story or toy story 2 and oh it's like picking between buzz and woody right here or maybe I can just run the clock out and get to eight fifteen, and then kick everybody out without <laughs> getting, giving an answer. No, um, I will it's go. Oh, Toy Story two. I say with conviction. Yeah, it's it's hard because again, our daughter grew up with those movies, and and she even you know made that point of like you know, when Andy goes to college was when she was going to college and like, you know, oh like God. it, like she just kind of like, she grew up with that. So I can remember when we went to see, you know, those movies for her, it was just, she just resonated with them so much. So they were, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Those, those toy story movies, the toy story trilogy is just incredible. And no, if you're saying out there, but Landon, didn't they make a fourth toy story? No, no, they didn't. Toy story four didn't happen. You're, you're misremembering it. It, 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 it didn't happen. I like toy story four. There's not a, there's not a Pixar movie. I, Oh, look at that. That's uh, weird. Lewis, uh, Lewis got disconnected. I can't what believe happened? that. Oh, what? No. I, I, I just didn't. No, all right. <laughs> he deserved that. He really did. So there's not a Pixar movie I don't like. I haven't seen Turning Red. Turning Red was great. I loved Turning Red. And, and I am clearly not the target market for that movie, but I thought Turning Red was really good, and I really wish it had a full-blown run in theaters. Now, I understand it was released as the – World was on fire as I waved my yeah, arms. That's the, that's the reason why we missed it was because we weren't going to the theater at the time. Because, but our our grand again, that's again, that's another one of those that our granddaughters watched, you know, in the release the way it released and loved it. So yeah, but yeah, that's I think that's the only Disney movie we still have yet to see. I did okay. I, I didn't make it through a, a, the Good Dinosaur. I've I've tried a couple times and I've. I fell asleep once and then just straight up turned it off the second time. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It's the, always the bottom. That's my, like when I have to, cause we have over the years ranked our Pixar movies, you know, for different like things over the years and D good dinosaurs, always my very bottom. And, and I will say uh, this is, this is more of a Landon issue as opposed to a quality of the movie issue. I just can't make it through onward. It, it hits way too close to home. So that is one of those things just cannot do oh. fine enough movie, but yeah. not for Landon. But that is uh, that is, I guess for another podcast and more accurately for another therapy session, because uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the pass holder lounge. Thank everybody <laughs> in the chat for weighing in with their picks of the Disney animation. Holy Trinity, but thank you, Dr. Val and Lewis, for jumping on stage, talking with me about your picks and uh, putting up with uh, pretty much the worst host ever in the history no. of the no, Passholder no, no, no. Lounge Live. You did great, Landon, and it was a lot of fun. Thank you for asking us. Well, thank you again yeah, for joining you. us. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, any any final words you want to hit us with before uh, before we wrap things up here in the PHL Live? We are just so glad that you and Landon, that, that you and Justin are back. We're very excited about it. And so we're, we're happy for you guys to, to be kicking off this week. It's very exciting. Thank you. 
Thank, thank you all so much. Uh, you have been some of the uh, long timers on the monorail. You stuck with me in the Captain Pucci era of Does Does Disney, and we are uh, glad that you are sticking with us for the uh, relaunch of the Monday morning monorail. Uh, Dr. Val, Lewis, y'all have a great evening. All right. You too. Right, Thanks, Raymond. All right. Take care, y'all. And uh, yeah, if uh, you want to uh, hop aboard the monorail one more time, go wherever you get your fine podcast. Uh, we're talking iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Play, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know where you people, you get your podcast these days. I, I honestly don't know where I get my podcast these days. It's magic. They just show up on my phone. It's a thing of technology. But search for the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast and uh, be sure and subscribe. Um, uh, if you were a fan and a subscriber of Does Does Disney, it uh, it shows up there. So if you were a subscriber of Does Does Disney, you know what you have to do? Absolutely nothing. Just continue being the awesome person that you were and you still are. And uh, Monday Morning Monorail will show up bright and early every Monday morning where myself and Justin Monorail will bring you the latest happenings from the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida, and uh, we, we're bringing back some new stuff. If you're a fan of the M34Ds from back in the day, that is the Monday Morning Monorail Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. Uh, that's where we break down and look at the history of some of the attractions that we know and love, whether they're with us or not. Uh, that's going to be coming back. We're going to be bringing back a Fast Pass standby snack break as well, and Jay is going to be bringing you some in-park content as well. I'm uh, we're really excited for the future of the monorail. And uh, thank you all for coming along for the ride. So for uh, Justin Monorail, my name is Landon Doan. Uh, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal, pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage. Uh, without them, you have none of what you have going on. None of it happens. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. Uh, be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. Uh, you don't know how, I, uh, how far a kind of word or a kind of gesture will go. Uh, it costs you nothing to be nice. So why not be nice and uh, be decent to yourself? Uh, uh, and I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking mentally as well. And uh, breathe, have a little bit of fun. And if you do both of those things, that'd mean the world to me. My name is Landon Doan. Thank you all for joining us on a uh, very special episode of the Pass Holders Lounge live podcast. Uh, until we talk again, bright and early, Monday on the Monday Morning Monorail. Y'all have a great evening. Love y'all. Take care. <laughs>